And welcome to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and it's really a pleasure to have you here with us here on the program. We're going to have a very interesting conversation today. I want to remind you that we are here on Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m., Wednesdays at 9 a.m. for our special edition of Tell Me Your Story. Uh, we podcast at SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and many other locations. We're also on YouTube where you can watch these interviews. And uh, we uh, appreciate the fact that uh, you listen and watch uh, because uh, we've got lots of people and we've got a number of subscribers. The numbers of subscribers is less important than the number of people listening to the program and the information that uh, we are bringing forth. Uh, we uh, also uh, want to let you know uh, that uh, uh, we would love for you to participate in the Decade of Perfect Vision. What is that? It is where we ask you to go within and listen to that still, small voice in that quiet, peaceful place of yours. I, f I discovered years ago that I could search the world over and never find a place that no one else could get to until I went within. And nobody can get there. Only me. And I like that. That's um, a safe place, a special place, if you will. So hope we hope we encourage you to do that during this, the Decade of Perfect Vision. And if you'd like to support the work we're doing financially, we would greatly appreciate that as well. That is why we have a PayPal account. It is there for your security as well as ours. Today's going to be a rather uh, unique uh, uh, conversation. Well, actually, they all are unique conversations. But today, it's going to be with a, a woman who... She's an author, she's an artist, um, Kazaya Hancock, and she's uh, compiled a book along with many of the uh, pictures or paintings, if you will, that she has produced. And the book is entitled, and we'll get the story behind all of these, Escape Prisons of the Mind. Uh, and uh, with uh, and, uh, basically a, a, a fascinating book, I want to thank you so much for, number one, sending me a copy of this incredible volume, but also for joining us here on the program. This is my little sweet daddy. Well, thank you so much for being with us here, uh, Kazaya. Oh, beautiful. We love to have animals on the program, I will tell you. So, uh, first of all, uh, let me ask you, uh, the, the, this is an, a fascinating story, but the artwork that you do is also rather interesting in that, and I have kind of voiced this on numerous occasions on this program, uh, we ask men and women to serve. And quite honestly, and this is uh, we, i.e. the government. But when they come back, uh, oh, I never knew you. I don't know who you are. Get out of here. And yet I know from a his an historical perspective, I've researched this a little bit. Um. In cultures around the world, other cultures around the world, win or lose, the combatants come back to their respective communities, their tribes, their, their societies, and are honored for the fact that they participated in that, which, whatever it was. But for some reason, in the United States, and I've even asked this question, and again, I did the research on this, how long has this been going on? I mean, my goodness... And I found out that the, I'm going to put it in this way, uh, Kaziah, the dishonoring of servicemen and women has been going on in this country 
since and including the Revolutionary War. Well, and then you get dumbass that, uh, you know, lets it all go to hell in Afghanistan and then wonder why the soldiers go and kill themselves. Well, many of them lost blood and body parts and everything on that battlefield and then just surrender it to the enemy yeah. like it's no damn big deal. Well, See, that, that crap right there, that, that you know... Maybe, maybe this is my opportunity to have a voice mm -hmm. to to any servicemen that are contemplating suicide. First of all, if you want to kill yourself, kill your old self, not the new self that can fall in love with Jesus. List in his army, because he will not fail you, mm -hmm. like the big brother thugs has done. Yeah. Well, the, the, the interesting thing over, over the last 60 or 70 years is that um, we, we were not unified. Now, in World War I and World War II, from what I have read and been told, we were unified as a country. Not everybody agreed, of course, but the majority of people were unified behind the efforts. But when we got into the 50s and 60s, that unification Well, well hell, they started glorifying uh, communism, socialism, yeah. uh, you know, vote for me and I'll give you everything for free. You don't need to work. You don't need to get good grades, not nothing. Hey, I'll just take care of you. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like the pigs that uh, are in... Uh, slaughter pen they don't have to do anything but eat and roll over and piss but you know what in the end uh the government's gonna slaughter them yeah yeah Sorry. well now you uh you actually uh in your artwork you honor these people by painting uh the pictures of the fallen is that correct oh, absolutely how did that start and when well uh in 2003 I was listening to a radio broadcast where uh, James W. Cowley had been killed in the war. And, you know, a, a lot of us in America was really pissed when Ben Laden brought down the Twin Towers. So, hey, you know, uh, when I heard that uh, somebody was killed fighting against these horrible human beings, um, I, I stopped everything. I sat down and I listened and tears just streamed down my face. And I just say, you know, you feel stupid. There's nothing you can do. The guy's killed. He's in service of his country. But I thought, well, wait a minute. There is something I can do. I've been doing portraits for, for many years. And I'm actually pretty good at it. <laughs> so I'll, uh, I'll do that. You know, I'll uh, contact the family and then, it wasn't just him. It was uh, others that would uh, I would learn about and say, yeah, I'll paint them too. And next thing you know, somebody said, well, are you going to just paint the ones from Utah? And I said, well, I, I don't think so. But uh, I care about somebody from Nick, Texas or New York or New Jersey or whatever, or Boston, any less. Mm. He said, because I can't paint uh, all of them. There's been almost 80 killed mm -hmm. i says i'll paint until i get them all painted or i expire trying so well you're still here so <laughs> i'm working on is 2761 wow 
Yeah, it was a police officer that was uh, killed just the other day. Mm. He was shot and his dog was shot. And I'm painting the dog too, so. Because he's a, he's, because he's a Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. When when you get the the photographs of these people, um, what's what's going in inside of you in terms of uh, connecting with this person who uh, is no longer with us physically, and uh, uh, in terms of your interpretation, your impression that you then put on the canvas. And that's the thing, you know. I I don't just try to paint exactly what I see. If I can, well, f- first of all. I think about it a lot and and go through different color schemes in my mind and, and you know and all the different skin tones for goodness sake and then uh i i pray about it and and i ask god for guidance for inspiration moments of genius accuracy endurance and all those good things mm-hmm. and then i just have to go to work but i i try to make everyone of not just a, a duplicate of a photo but a work of art. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if somebody's seen it 20 years from now, 100 years from now, I'll say, hot diggity damn, that's a mighty fine painting. Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, absolutely. The person's always remembered through that. And so, you know, but I, I just, I, I am so grateful for my freedom. And that, that's the whole reason I bro- wrote the book is nobody understands how blessed freedom is uh, more than those that know what it's like not to have it. Hmm. I, I've I've even heard it said. Now this was I heard this said of primarily those who were uh, uh, slaves up until um, the emancipation. That one of the the biggest I say challenges that they faced was understanding what it meant to be free because they'd been slaves maybe for generations and now all of a sudden. Oh, I don't have a master anymore. Well, now what do I do? Yeah. You know, and uh, yet at the same time, I know that people who are running from uh, different uh, regimes and governments and countries where you don't have that level. <clears throat> and I, I guess one of the, the aspects of it, too, is, uh, Kazaya, that we, you, and I hold the freedoms that we have uh, uh, near and dear to our hearts. There's no question about it. There are those who come here. They came here, for example, in the late 18 and early 1900s through Ellis Island and so forth. But there are still people who want to come here for the same reason, to escape. As, as you talk about, uh, like the title of your book, although it's uh, Escape Prisons of the Mind, um, they want to come here and yet we're having a real hard problem dealing with the fact that there are so many people who want to come here. They want to start a new life. They want to do all of the great things that the people over the last 100, 150 years have done. Can I, can I, uh, throw go ahead, my- please go ahead. Between you and me and the gate post. Here's the thing. Okay. If they want to give the allegiance to the American flag and our constitution. Okay. Mm-hmm. First of all, and, uh, the soft on crime BS that that's gotta be done away with. If we're gonna, if we're gonna have a screening 
of everybody that wants to come to America. We need to prosecute the, the those that break windows. Well, of course, I'm totally for executing rapists, murderers, and child molesters. Now, guess what? We got empty cells in prisons. We can put the little thugs and the and the uh, and the window breakers and and the guys that go in and. Uh, steal stuff from Walmart and all that crap, which makes price of everything go up. And then we wonder what the hell's wrong with us. You know, it's, well, hey, that's what the Bible says. Send them over to God when they do those things. And guess what? It'll cease happening among you. Well, guess what? I believe that. Hmm. So if, if you did that, and then if, if they stop handing out all these golden carrots of, oh, here's money for rent, here's free, free uh, hospital care and, and uh, free food. And instead of a, uh, uh, you know, when whenever we uh, had unemployment, we'd have to show that we was diligently working for a job. Right. This, this government's gone completely nuts. They're kissing the ass of China. They don't give a rat's ass about Americans. And uh, it, it has to change. It is not sustainable, my friend, because we can't do it. They're taken from the worker and given to drones and people that are here to just, they're up to no good. Hmm. We're talking with Keziah May Hancock. The book is entitled Escape Prisons of the Mind. And you are listening to Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and it's a pleasure to have Keziah Hancock here on the program uh, to talk about uh, her artwork, I'd like you said that you started painting uh, uh, the the portraits of uh, uh, of the fallen in two thousand three. But uh, how long have you been painting as as uh, as an art form uh, that yeah. allows you to do this uh, beautiful beautiful work? Well, the thing is, is when I was in the damn wretched mess of prisons of the mind, it was eighteen years of dictatorship and all my paints was thrown in the garbage. I was told it was a big damn waste of time. I was put uh, to work in a family owned business, scrubbing glass gallon jugs. And after 13 years, I was going to throw a bucket of five gallon buckets that had all these invoices in it. And I started thumbing through and think, yeah, uh, 750,000 approximate bottles washed. You know, think of all that energy that I could have used in creating fantastic pieces of art. However, I have to say, I, I, I don't know that I would be that pa passionate about honoring or service people unless I had been through hell because for 18 years, it, it, it was, it was hard to describe. And where was this again? In Utah. In Utah. Let's talk a little bit about that, because that's really where this story uh, really begins in terms of how you and I connected. Um, uh, and I have seen a number of documentaries on various aspects from Utah. And folks, what we are going to be talking about has to do uh, with uh, the, uh, how do I, I put this, uh, shall we say delicately, but uh, we're talking about the uh, misuse and or abuse 
uh, of um, of women within the confines of, and if I'm correct, please, if I'm not correct, please correct me, uh, within the confines of the religion known as the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, or the Mormons, under the, under the uh, policy or principle, if you will, of polygamy. Well, here's the thing. You know, Joseph Smith, the founder, he was the one that set up uh, a polygamy, and he introduced what was called the 132nd section into their Doctrine and Covenants, one of their uh, uh, books that they used to preach Mormonism. But they've long since abandoned it. But then there's uh, the old dyed-in-the-wool Mormon polygamist leaders that say, oh, no, you know, they apostatized from Joseph Smith. That's, that's the way they spin it. And, uh, you know, and, and truly they have abandoned a lot of things, you know. Uh, Joseph Smith would never allow blacks to become uh, members of the church. Oh, that's a big damn deal. See, they don't, that, that's all. Nobody wants to know. And if they don't want to know, guess what they won't know? Ask somebody, how many wives did Joseph Smith have? Well, I don't know. There you go. And I don't want to know. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. So, and who get who gives a rat's rear? Okay, my deal, my whole purpose for uh, writing the book is to show just how easy a person can manipulate a scriptures, even scriptures out of the Bible, mm-hmm. and uh, claim that God gives them authority to molest little children. See, I just want to kill somebody right about then. Uh, you, you know what I'd like to see? Hmm. I'd like to see some uh, shows, uh, movies of vigilantes that uh, find out what child molesters are up to. And, man, they, they just uh, figure out a way. And the cops don't stop them <laughs> because uh, the place is getting safer for all the children. And anyway, that's that's my gut instinct. It, it's horrible. Well, tell me, if you would, please, uh, how you uh, transformed that life that, if I'm correct, you were born into, uh, into the beautiful works of art that you put out today, because uh, the the art that you could be putting out could all be rooted in a lot of, uh, and again, I hear the words that you're using too, but it could all be rooted in a lot of uh, uh, anger and revenge and, and, and madness over the whole thing. But it seems to me like you've taken and you've, you've stepped away, so to speak, stepped out, not so much away from it, but you went through it. And now you're on the other side of it, creating these, these beautiful works of art. Well, it's because I'm just so blessed. And I realized that when I got into the Bible and, uh, and got to know for myself what Jesus really said, mm-hmm. And it's all about falling in love with Jesus all over again, who, by the way, is the greatest giver next to God that the world has ever known and the gift that he gave mm-hmm. uh, on the cross for us. So uh, a stupid ass people could be uh, forgiven. I mean, that is, well, I owe him everything and I enlist. All I want to do is be a soldier in God's uh, army. Mm-hmm and uh follow my commander jesus and that and and i don't know any other way to serve him than to do things for others that you know okay uh, it says more blessed to give than to receive do for those that can never return the favor look out for the widows and the orphans hmm. 
okay, well, it happens to be my specialty, so you know what, my friend, I'll just keep on cranking and doing what I can to honor the honorable, to serve the few who's, who have served the many, and it just breaks my heart how many of them feel so unloved and so unappreciated that they'll go kill themselves, because they ought not to do that. You know, just the fact that they were among the 1% willing to step out mm. and risk their life and land for others says they're a damn fine special person. Mm -hmm. Indeed, indeed. Uh, what were you painting before you started painting these portraits in 2003? Well, uh, after 9-1-1 hit, the whole world stopped and, well, especially America, we stopped thought, what the hell? Mm -hmm. We don't know how much longer we got. Maybe, do we have a few more months, a few more years before? I mean, when people hate us so bad, mm -hmm. they will kill themselves just to take out as many of us as they can. That's That kind of puts everybody at risk mm -hmm. right there. So I just thought, well, okay, what are you going to paint? What do you want to leave that you would put your heart into it. And I thought, okay, in my years of hard labor, what I mean is washing bottles. And then I converted to, and I learned how to weld and made equipment to uh, be able to recondition 55 gallon metal barrels. I'm a damn fine welder, by the way, you'd be impressed, but it took me years to figure it out. So mm. uh, maybe not that great. <laughs> your self-taught welder? Well, uh, I had other welders that were professionals show me how. Ah. And outside of that, I just had to, you know, keep learning. And no formal training, but trial and error yeah. kind of do it for you, you know. But uh, <clears throat> so anyway. Well, Keziah Hancock is my guest. Uh, the book that uh, we're talking about uh, throughout the program is Escape Prisons of the Mind. And uh, you're listening to Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and it is a pleasure to have Keziah Hancock with us here on the program. Um, when you are, and you say you've you've painted, what would you say, somewhere in the neighborhood of over 2,000? Yeah, uh, as far as soldiers, police, and firefighters, uh, since the 1st of March, 2003, yeah, 2,761. Wow. And you keep track. And I watched the video. I watched the uh, documentary uh, of uh, the process that you go through. Uh, and you have different music that you paint to as well. Soft rock. Yeah. Beatles, um, the Stones, Moby, Johnny Cash, shit, I like it all. Mm -hmm. You know, if it's music and it doesn't suck, I probably have it. <laughs> well, and of course, uh, uh, what doesn't suck is, uh, is, is certainly up to you uh, to determine. But uh, so, so do you, do you, do you just have a, like a playlist that you just turn on or do you choose particular ones? Well, you feel the actually, I, I've bought a lot of CDs over the years and go through and pick just certain songs, record them on uh, the little cassette tapes, the old fashioned oh, cassette yeah. tapes yeah. so that I don't, so I, you know, if the, if you got a CD and there's only two good songs, you you don't want to dilute yourself by listening to all those others. Right, right. Gosh, damn. See that that uh, I can't listen to symphonies. Uh, uh, you know. Mm -hmm. so, uh, I mean, I gotta have that. 
I hear you. So basically, you create what uh, what I used to put together in the 70s and 80s was called a mixtape, where you'd mm-hmm. record only the songs that you wanted to listen to on that tape, and you'd yeah. throw it in the player and listen to them. And, uh, that's, that's what I do, and I got a whole crap load of them, so <laughs> I, that's, that's my entertainment that's yep. in the background. Well, yeah, because uh, I... To get back to your earlier question, what was I painting before I started painting soldiers? The worker series. Mm-hmm. I started out with the plumber was the first one. And then uh, the street sweeper and uh, the cleaning lady, the dairyman, the baker, the farmer, the, you know, the cowboy. And, uh, the good shepherd, the sheep herder, feeding the little baby lambs and uh, mending a broken leg, that type of thing. But anyway, so uh, that's that's what I was doing. And I was quite successful at it, actually, along with going out on plain air uh, contests, you know, throughout Utah. And, and I painted uh, Utah Railways and then on another plein air occasion, I painted uh, the Rio Grande uh, trains on the track, and and uh, it was a credit union in Price, Utah, that bought that for like about four thousand five hundred, and that all that was before uh, painting the soldiers. But see, I I had a, a few dollars in the bank, you know probably maybe 5,000 in mm-hmm. the bank mm-hmm. before I engaged upon this, but damn, that didn't take long to go. Bye-bye. Yeah. Uh, but, but uh, the guy at Provo Art and Frame, Kim Anderson, who uh, really loved the painting I did of Cowboy Ways, he bought that. The wholesale on it was 7,500, but it was a huge painting. I mean, of course it's in the yeah, it's in the book, but yeah, it's about five feet by five feet. But then he'd say to me, you know, Kasai, you don't have to come up with money every time you want uh, supplies. You just go ahead and uh, I'll, I'll trade some of your paintings. I love your stuff. I said, okay. So that's how they believe it. Paints, canvas, brushes, uh, everything, but not the postage. Mm-hmm. So it is funny. And my understanding too, and this is from the documentary, that uh, you do not request nor are you willing to receive any remunerations from those families to whom you give the portrait to. Well, that's not entirely correct. No? Okay. Somebody wants to donate for crying out loud, shit, I'm so poor, I can't even pay attention. But I, <laughs> that ain't, that ain't going to stop me okay. from doing what God's put in my heart to do. Right. But, uh, <laughs> hey, I'm I'm very frugal, and I'm uh, very happy about right. that. And uh, so I... You will accept the support, basically. I, I will, but I, I don't expect it. Correct. And I certainly don't ask for it. You don't do it for that reason. No, no, yeah. no. They yeah. See, and, and this is the thing. There was a lady that wanted to see if she could hook me up with some uh, gallery uh, agent in New York uh, that would uh, represent me as an artist. 
And she looked over my work and stuff. And she's, well, I love Kaziah's work. But the problem with representing Kaziah, she devalues everyone. She's trying to uh, sell by everyone she gives away. And of course me, you know, you can imagine the swear words in my mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I said, this is not free. This is the value and the cost of a human life. By God, don't tell me it's free. Yeah. Uh, nobody's going to die to get it because I, <laughs> not, not willingly. Right, right. You've already had someone die, and that's the person you've painted. You were also mentioning about how <clears throat> uh, you had mentioned uh, a portrait. Uh, I, I, I'm a, I, I don't know if you've already painted it or you're in the process or you're going to be painting uh, of a um, uh, not only a service person, but also their service animal. Oh, yeah. This, uh, what? damn, I can't think of his name right now. But, yeah, he, he was just killed uh, within the last seven days. Oh. Yeah, and, and his dog. You can go on Officer Down and, and uh, look at him. He's standing right there with his dog. And, yeah, the dog's going in. And, and, and now I've got a little bit of a different style, a little softer style, but it'll be good. It's I'm already uh, on it. Mm -hmm. How do you choose the individuals that you're going to paint? Well, <clears throat> okay, let's say I'm on this Officer Down website, mm -hmm. and there's a bunch of them. Well, I'm going to find the ones that are young enough, they've still got uh, children at home. You know, now if they're my age, might paint them, might not. Okay, the ones that have a wife and children, mainly children, at home, that's going to move up that priority. And if I can paint some of the others and have a little time and maybe a few donations come in to cover the materials, uh, some of those will get done too. So, but I, hell, I'm always thinking, I'm always working, I'm always praying and, and uh, I'm always asking God for guidance. And, uh, uh, you know, I owe him. I owe God everything. It, it, you know, I, People have no concept of what the hell it's like to be under uh, a dictatorship. You don't control your own time. Mm -hmm. You can't contact people. You can't leave. They, they're watching you all the time. And uh, they control what you eat, where you work, what you wear, uh, what you do on Sunday, where you go. And... Uh, and a hell of a lot of hollering and preaching and sex abuse and shit along with it. I, I, I feel real good about myself, uh, Richard. I lived through 18 years of hell and I got out of it without killing anybody. Well, that's a good thing. That's a damn fine thing. Absolutely, absolutely. We're talking with Kaziah Hancock and uh, we're talking about the, the work that she has uh, put forth for you uh, through this book, Escape Prisons of the mind here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and uh, you have uh, uh, at the front of the book uh, an interesting section. It's not actually one of the chapters. It's it's uh, prior to that. You have a disclaimer here for religious and historical clarification. Can you clarify that for us? Uh, I Somebody else wrote that. Right. Hell's in it, but I read it briefly, and this is fine. They just don't want it to be that these... Uh, crazy, radical, 
uh, polygamous groups that believe in not only uh, total obedience and consecration, you hand over what you got. And, uh, and if you don't like what we say, uh, they'll even, uh, you know, there's blood atonement in some of them. Yeah. Like, see, when I was escaping this wretched mess, uh, Ervil LeBaron, which I always referred to as Evil LeBaron, had already uh, not only committed murders, but had authorized for other people to commit murders in his name because he was in prison. And, and then also the Lafferty brothers and their, their crazy ass ways of uh, killing a woman and her baby because she refused to obey him. So, you know, uh, the book is very real. It's not fiction. If a piece of one of buy a book for five bucks and it's some fantasy land like uh you know harry potter fine go for it but this this is a freaking real story mm -hmm. how long did it take you to put this together i actually put the real names in it too there's uh -huh. only a couple of names that are not the authentic names so that anybody that lives in the area they know yeah. who the hell they are but most of them are dead so i don't give a rat's rear hell i won't be too long for this world probably anyway but i i've tried to uh expose these sons of bitches and child molesters for what the hell they are and and uh, hopefully get them less business but it's very appealing you know that yeah. doctor and the guy can be a god and he's gonna have all these uh wives and concubines and occupy worlds without end some men I'm, look, a normal, intelligent man that has some humility about himself and say, that stinks. When Jesus was asked about gods, what did he say? Gods? I know of only one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When did you decide to write this, your story down? Well, it was, it was, uh, see, I, the first when I escaped this wretched mess, it was May 14th, 1982. And uh, there would be people that were part of the group and stuff. They'd start asking me things and I'd start trying to answer them. And they'd look at me like, what? What did you say? Hmm. And I just thought, you know, the old guy told me, if you ever try to repeat what goes on in this house, they'll just think you're nuts. And I was seeing that. So I thought, you know what? I either have to take the time and tell the whole damn story or shut the hell up. Because people will think I'm nuts. Mm -hmm. I laid it out and could show the the uh, exactly how it happened. And then it was, uh, in fact, it was a kind of a, a compliment to me that there was, um, I think this was like around in 1990. So the book had been out, it was published, the first book was published in uh, 1987, just Prisons of the Mind. But here's the thing, it left off where at the court case, where the guy tried to sue me for support and he failed, it left off there. But then where I went from there to exit the entire polygamous group and then go on, I did marry uh, the love of my life. He was an art instructor and then, and then how that ended up and he divorced me, he wanted to, take other wives and so that ended up uh me on my own but but just the hand of god mm -hmm. in helping me walk through to uh, be able to survive and uh, be able to uh be industrious enough through my art to be able to support myself see my my social security every month coming in is is uh, right around 400 a month well 
That's the only steady income I have. And you know what? I don't bitch about it. I don't cry. I don't feel sorry for myself. Oh, bull. You know what? God's given me a brain. He's given me guts. And I'll just go out and earn what I need to take care of my babies and feed my little daughty darling mm -hmm. <laughs> the, the finest cat food that I can afford. <laughs> there you go. You know. So obviously you're an animal lover. There's no question about that. I saw your... Uh... What was that? A, a dog or cat that climbed up in your lap there? Uh, it was Dottie, my kitty. Dottie, your kitty. Uh, looked like a calico. Oh, she is. Yeah. I had one, we had one. Uh, yeah, we had one when I was a kid growing up. Calico. Yeah. Beautiful. And that was her name, too, by the way. Oh, yes. Maybe it's because we couldn't think of anything else. <laughs> well, no. Dottie is, was given that name because if you look at her, Right here, this part of her nose is solid black. It's mm -hmm. like a big black big dot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have a cat like that, a tuxedo kitty named Tess. She has same kind, same kind of nose, a black nose. It's very cute. We're talking with uh, Kaziah uh, Hancock and uh, the work that she is uh, making available. What um, uh, th there's a website that people can go to to find out more about uh, what you have available. what Where would you send folks to uh, to find out more? Theartofkaziah.com. All right. Theartofkaziah.com will be linked to that website so people can find out more about the work that you are doing. And uh, we certainly encourage folks to pick up a copy of Escape the Prisons uh, escape prisons of the mind. Uh, how did you uh, How did you come up with that title? Because I, I've I remember a passage uh, from one of the epistles. Basically, I think I can't remember if it was Peter or Paul who said this. Uh, Do not fear the one who can destroy the body, but who can destroy the soul. Absolutely. And when I worked for a Christian station back in the eighties and early nineties. It was one of those phrase. This was one of those phrases that they would quite often uh, use, especially on uh, at the beginning or in the middle of the prayer programs that they were doing, where people would call in for prayer, uh, you know. And if you're in the prison of your own mind, yeah, you know, exactly right. Well, uh, I thought of different names, and I just said, "There's no way that there's a better title," mm -hmm. and and nobody had it. So, okay, and then this. Since how I already had that with the Library of Congress, I just put escape because uh, then I was really out of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it's an extraordinary, uh, not only a story, very extraordinary story, which people can get a copy of the book and read. Uh, but uh, they, you also have included uh, uh, some of the, uh, uh, well, I'm, I'm trying to look here and see. I know on the cover you have some of the pictures, but you also have in the back of the book as well uh, some of the artwork, some of the uh, artwork that you have done uh, as well. Not just people, but also you've got uh, some, uh, uh, we'll call it nature, if you will. Um, mm -hmm. and, 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 of course, they have different names. This is it's beautiful, beautiful work. It's uh, certainly, uh, I think I like this one here with the officer. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Joe Kenda, if I can read it correctly. Oh, yeah, Joe Kenda, you know, yeah. uh, Lieutenant Joe Kenda. He has that show uh, on uh, the Investigative Discovery Channel ah. and, um, called uh, Lieutenant Joe Kenda's Homicide Hunter. And he's one of my favorite, uh, you know, uh, 
police officers. And so I think it was from my 2600th, mm -hmm. I, I wanted to, uh, and, and then uh, 2700th, I think I did uh, Rush Limbaugh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at that. I, I this this was the picture. This is a picture that really intrigues me. That is entitled "Wired for Genesis." Steve Jobs, genius. Did I spell it Genesis? Because it's supposed to. Be I beg genius. your pardon. No, no, no. You got it right. I read it wrong. <laughs> That's right. Wired for genius. My apologies. I could have put Genesis. Tell there. me, tell me the impetus for that one, because that's that's rather fascinating. <clears throat> well, I wanted to do something different. I actually did uh, one of Michael Jackson. I did two of uh, uh, Steve Jobs, and then I did one of uh, Michael Jackson too, but, uh, and one of, uh, Andy Warhol, mm. you know, I, even though I'm a conservative Christian, mm -hmm. I, I really enjoy creative thinking in art, like, uh, Jean Mitchell Basquiat mm -hmm. and, uh, Warhol. And of course, uh, my favorite is, uh, Nikolai Fetchin, J.C. Leindecker. So. Hmm. You have some of your worker art in here as well. The street, street sweeper, the good shepherd, the coal miner and so forth. Uh, and and you, you, uh, uh, your style gives them sort of a, 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 a rough texture to them from the standpoint that They've been working hard all their lives. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Somebody asked me one time, now, Kazaya, do you ever paint people that haven't been through the mill? <laughs> I asked. <laughs> well, probably not. You know, why would you want to paint an apple that's not ripe yet? Well, that's the other thing, too, is, is we've all been through the mill in one form or another, right? Yeah, no kidding. You know? So and it determines who the hell we are in the end. Do we have any guts to stand up for what's right? Or are we going to just cave? Are we going to sell our soul for the almighty dollar? Yeah. Or do we stand true and say, yeah. hell no, yeah. I am not for sale. It's interesting that you mentioned that. I was talking with somebody about uh, um, uh, capitalism and the element that they never counted on was greed. I was talking with one of my guests and they said, well, actually, it isn't greed. That's the problem. It's envy. And I thought about it and I thought, you know, oh, that's yeah. probably more accurate. It's also still one of the seven deadly sins. <laughs> and it's right there in the Ten Commandments. But here's the thing. Yeah. See, the Sadducees and Pharisees and scribes, they had Jesus put to death for envy. Yeah, that's right. And the, the government knew it. They, they knew that, you know, hey, they couldn't feed 5,000 with one kid sack lunch. They couldn't walk on water. They couldn't calm the storm. They couldn't raise the dead, heal the sick, uh, the lame leap, the blind uh, see, and the dumb uh, and deaf. Yeah. All 
healed. And I mean, um, they, they, you know what, even when Lazarus was resurrected, mm-hmm. on it, they was there all crying because Lazarus was bad when Jesus raised him. Then they wanted to kill him. <laughs> yeah, go figure. Yeah. They didn't give a shit about his welfare or nothing of the kind. No, no, it just some sick sons of guns, my friend. Yeah, yeah. It's all about uh, getting somebody else to to work and uh, hand them the money. Yeah, it's like the Democratic Party right now, which makes me sick. I, but, I I understand. Yeah, we're talking with Kaziah Hancock and. Uh, uh, the work that she has done in the compilation of this wonderful book. Her artwork is in the back of the book, and uh, you can uh, look at uh, the beautiful work she has. Is your work, uh, aside from the portraits you're doing since you've been doing since 2003, uh, available at all for sale? Oh, yes. Yeah, on this uh, site, The Art of Keziah, there's a few uh, pieces there that, that uh, are going to are for sale even right now. In fact, I've lowered the prices low as I can possibly stand to let something go in for. Sure. But uh, but the thing is, is I I always try to give the highest quality mm-hmm. and let it go at the lowest price because then that encourages me to paint another one. Sure. And and I will because uh, I mean I've had some very uh, wealthy people. I love my art and collect it like uh, the CEO of Zion's Bank. Okay. Well, how do you do? Yeah. When I was at the governor's mansion receiving uh, the governor's mansion award, I had a bunch of my paintings on uh, little uh, easels that uh, I'd rented. And and uh, I didn't know who was standing behind me or by the side of me or whatever. And I was just going through and explaining why I painted certain paintings. And he said, okay. He says, well, uh, when I come to the the, the uh, dairy man, I, who's carrying a great big five or ten gallon con- galvanized container of milk, you know, mm-hmm. they, they used to do. And I said, "Well, what they do? See, they'd put the milk in the container, and then they'd put it in like a crick mm-hmm. and, a, and a gunny sack going over the top, top of it, so that." And that's why those lips on those things, they go like this. So if, you know, it yeah. wa- the creek water can't seep in, it's going to, but it's going to keep it cold till the milk truck shows up. See, uh-huh. so, and uh, so at the end of it, he says, I want to buy two paintings. Hmm. <clears throat> he bought the dairy man and he bought uh, the school teacher as a gift from him to Mary Kay Huntsman, <laughs> the <laughs> governor's wife. Yeah. Hey, it's none of my business, you know. Right, right. <laughs> but uh yeah, and then uh and then Sid Jansma, who uh is the CEO of Wolverine Oil, I'd painted some uh, pump jacks and sent them around when he stopped by and geez, uh, he introduced himself and he ended up buying about thirty five thousand dollars worth of he bought two two of the uh that were uh in the worker series and then uh, different landscapes basically. And, but it was nice, you know, and then, and then I, when Greenbaum, the guy that, that uh, was funding project compassion for, for a while was, uh, <coughs> he bought 
Grandpa Santa, he bought the baker mm-hmm. and he bought the farmer, the one with holding the pitchfork. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and, and each one of those for 10,000 each. Wow. Yeah. And, and, uh, Scott Anderson, uh, the CEO of Zion's Bank, for the uh, the dairyman and the teacher, those were ten thousand each. Mm. You see, all these. This was uh, an amazing thing because, I mean, my prices were for that size of painting, like about three thousand dollars. Okay, but here's the thing: with the worker series, I I realized. Nobody's going to come along and buy this beautiful set. No, they're going to cherry pick. They're going to just take the the ones that are universally accepted that anybody could enjoy having in their uh, front room or whatever mm-hmm. kitchen. And the rest are going to get, uh, whoa, I got to. Con- so when I was asked, I said $10,000. He said, fine. And so it just stayed there. Mm. <laughs> Hmm. But it, what it did, my friend, listen, it allowed me to buy a home for my sister. There you go. There yeah, you go. Yeah, uh, she, that, that was, well, God did it. God put it all together, but he used me and my hands and and talent to help bring it about. And it, it you know, it, it just makes me happy to do something beautiful like that for somebody that I care about. Yeah. Let me ask you, uh, in terms of your paintings, uh, have you ever painted something and then sort of uh, grown attached to it where you'd really rather not sell it or give it away either way uh, because there's so much of you in it that it's like, I, I really like that. I don't want to. Have you ever felt that? Or is it, again, I know with the, the, the series that you're doing for the, the first responders and so forth, that's you're giving it away. You're, you're, you're sharing that. That's, that's your service portion. But do you ever do you ever have have you had that happen? Listen, the street sweeper, I did not want to sell that. Even the one with me holding the two little baby goats, I did not really want to sell that. Mm-hmm. But I had bills to pay. But I have one. It's just a little eleven by fourteen uh, in my bathroom right now. Uh, there's just something about the miracle of the way that all the colors and the blending come together. But I really like it. But yeah, you know, I've always got my favorite pieces, mm-hmm. but the bottom line is, damn it. If you expect to pay your bills, you hadn't better fall too much in love with your stuff. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, I, I know exactly what you mean in the digital world that I live in with the audio, I can make copies until the cows come home. But in the world, uh, the, the, the analog world in which you live, it doesn't work that way. If you want another copy of it, you got to paint it in order for it to be truly authentic and a, a uh, an authentic uh, Kazira piece of art. Yeah, and and the thing of it is, is when I started and people would say, well, don't give them the original. I'm there. Are you nuts? That's the whole bloody purpose. They're all originals. Original. Even if you paint another copy of it, it's still an original. Hey, I've had to paint the same uh, soldier uh, as many as three different times. One soldier, three different paintings. Mm. You know, mother is not living with fathers and and spouse. So, but 
um, all three are different. Yeah, absolutely. We're talking with Kaziah Hancock, and uh, she's got this wonderful book that you can uh, get at, uh, and again, it's Kaziah Art or Art of Kaziah. Art of Kaziah. Art of Escape Prisons of the Mind. Get yourself a copy of this. Not only that, if you go to Amazon, they, they want like uh, $68, but if you uh, call the number, um, or there's a place you could buy it there, mm -hmm. and uh, for just 60 bucks. Sure. My, my cost, my cost, okay, is $50. And then ton dollars for shipping. That's it. Yeah. But the thing of it is, the thing that makes it so expensive is those seventy-eight colors of art. Well, hell, it should be sold as an art book. People yeah. Don't bitch and <laughs> everything over a Van Gogh book. Uh, yeah. I mean, come on. I hear you. Well, we want to remind you, folks. You are listening to Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, Kaziah. Hancock is my guest. Escape Prisons of the Mind is the book. The the website artofkazaya.com. K A, uh, and I'm going to get this spelled correctly. K A Z I A H, and Hancock H A N C O C K. And then there's a dot com at the end there. And as I said before, we'll be linked to that website. Uh, Kazaya, uh, we're just about out of time here. And uh, I ask three questions of my guests at the end of every program. We're in our 15th year, and those questions have sort of shifted and moved around a little bit. But uh, for the most part, uh, we ask those. You may have addressed them during the program, but I like to ask them directly regardless. But before I do, I want to thank you for listening to and watching Tell Me Your Story. New paradigms for a new world as we're giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. And we are here on Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m. and 9 a.m. on Wednesdays for a special edition of Tell Me Your Story. And uh, we have podcasts on SoundCloud and TuneIn Radio and Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and many other locations across the internet. And we have a video. That's right. You can watch these interviews on the YouTube channel, Richard Dugan, Tell Me Your Story. And uh, we certainly hope that you will click the notification so that every time I upload a new uh, a new program, a new podcast or videocast, you're notified and you can uh, take a look and or listen to that. We also encourage you to participate in the decade of perfect vision, the 2020s, where we ask you to go within and listen to that still small voice and follow the promptings and just sit quietly. You don't have to really do anything in that time. Just relax and stay calm and peaceful. The still small voice is why I started Project Compassion, my friend. Well, Got that in my heart and I know it. Absolutely. Absolutely. By the way, if you'd like to support the work we're doing, folks, we have a PayPal account. It is there for your security as well as ours. And um, we thank you, thank you, thank you for those who have helped in the last uh, four or five years and those who will help in the future. And with all of that said, we now go to our final three questions for our special guest here on the program. And the uh, question uh, first is, who is... Keziah May Hancock. I am an artist, but before that, I am a patriot. But before that, I am a Christian. Before that, 
I am a believer in the holy words that Jesus spoke, and I am committed. He bought me with his blood, and I'm glad to be purchased. What is your life's purpose? To try to be a blessing with what God has blessed me with to as many people as I possibly can before I expire. And that includes, hey, not just a painting, encouragement, a kind word, a smile, uh, a truth. Yeah, that's who I am. And finally, what... What was your best day? Well, one of my most important days was uh, the escape of the, from the damn wretched mess I was in. There's a lot of really great days. And, uh, you know, once in a while when an artist comes on with they keep trying an experiment to try different styles mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden it comes in sync and it's like see well i used to paint with a a palette knife for uh like yeah about four years and then i switched from a palette knife to a square small brush but i kept a lot of paints on my palette that i'd mixed over 100 colors and i'd put this huge palette in the tub downstairs so I could keep it from drying out, lift up some and put it where exactly where it goes to create that style. But when I perfected that, I'm telling you, it was like the angels in heaven. I could hear the choir singing. She's got it. She's got it. By God, she's finally got it. <laughs> she figured it out. Whoa, it did. It, was, it worked. And now I'm uh, on... Uh, a softer style that's more the way of the, you know, the uh, the Richard Smiths and uh, 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 Everett Kinsler, Raymond Everett Kinsler, those artists. But of course, uh, uh, Kinsler is deceased now. It's too bad. He's so fantastic. He, he painted uh, several presidents, you know. But anyway, just wonderful work. And he painted a lot of the movie stars. But uh, so I'm I'm more leaning to that now. Uh, it's a softer style, but I'm telling you, it's it. Here again, I just feel like angels singing and saying, "This kid, she's she's figuring it out." Forty years of painting, and I'm still learning, my friend. Yeah, and and uh, to know that I've been forgiven, hmm. that's one of the. You know, when I was reading the Bible and read how uh, Jesus forgave the harlot, listen, I. I'd went to hell, I'd slept with the devil, and by God, when I escaped, uh, every day I felt cleaner. It's like living in a situation that is so filthy to you. It's like taking uh, sewer water mm -hmm. and uh, coating it on somebody every, every day, you know, with the degradation that I had to endure. And uh, when I no longer had to endure that, it was like every day, it was just like a little bit more of this felt was washing off. Mm. And to where, you know, months later, man, I, I just felt like I, I, I was so light, I was so bright, I could shine. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, keep shining, if you would, please. And uh, we thank you for giving us so much time here on the program to talk about your work and escape prisons of the mind uh, and your website again, artofkaziah.com. Thank you so much for being with us. All right. You betcha. And I thank you for listening to and watching Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World, as we're giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. And until our next broadcast, podcast, videocast, love to Lal. And Jeanette, I am still listening.